everybody, welcome to the X Report, and it is time for an extra special episode. That's right, we are bringing back the fantasy basketball guy. And of course, when I say we, it's me and Biggie, aka Ethan Tate. How you doing today? It's fantasy basketball time. Last season I did pretty well, but you know the NBA is unpredictable. So there's no telling how it's going to go. You think you're going to make your return to fantasy basketball or are you still not going to let it stress you out? I'm done with my career as a fantasy basketball player is gone. I don't blame you. It is a lot of work. And football is work too, but at least I don't have to change my teams every day. But we're still here, and we're going to help you out while you make your drafts for the fantasy basketball. And like we've done for the past couple years, here are the categories. We have safest player, a.k.a. a player who you can get and trust and not have to really worry about. Players with the biggest bust potential, which, as it sounds, somebody who, while they may be good, they can also be a big letdown. Bigger, biggest sleeper picks, players who can really prove to help you out in the clutch or at the very least be provide some quality points that you weren't sure that you would get. And then we're going to close it out with rookies to watch out for. I don't think that needs any explanation. So let's kick things off, start off with the safest players. And at point guard, for me, my top pick would be Steph Curry. Let's be honest. Whenever Steph is on the court and the Steph is healthy, the ball is going to go in his hands. While I know that it's going to be very interesting to see what Klay Thompson does, if I'm going to pick a point guard and just say go play, I'm going Steph every day. Damian Lillard was definitely one of my candidates. My candidates uh, were Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic. It's weird to know where to place Luka, but he's definitely a safer one to get. Do you have another? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. My other candidates are Steph, and I gotta go. I got Bruce with all of them. All right, shooting guard. Who would you say is your top pick? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say James Harden just because I'm not a James Harden fan. And to be fair, these last few years he has been struggling with hamstring injuries, so that's always a question. But I would say Jimmy Butler. I think that we all know that Jimmy Butler is a dog, and when he is on the court, though he may not be somebody who's dropping 30-plus a game, we know that he's going to be consistent, he's going to play great defense, and he's going to make sure – Excuse me, that his teammates are involved. So I would go with Jimmy Butler and then honorable mentions being Paul George because he always plays well in the regular season and Donovan Mitchell. My honorable mentions are Bradley Beal and Donovan Mitchell. All right, small forward. I couldn't go anywhere else but LeBron. If you want to talk in terms of consistency, it doesn't get more consistent than LeBron James. Yes, he's getting a bit up there in age, but at the very least, you know he's still going to drop at least 25 so I would go LeBron. And then in terms of my other candidates, I would say Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant. For me, I'm saying Kevin Durant is my number one option. And then behind him, I would say Jason Tatum and LeBron. All right, power forward, where are you going? Power forward, I'm going Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I don't think there's any other power forward who – I would say dominates like Giannis. 
Anthony Davis is definitely one of my candidates, but in terms of just Giannis is the his team's best player. He is going, you know, he's going to get his touches. So I'm going to say Giannis, and then I'm going to say Jeremy Grant, mainly because the Pistons need as many scoring options they can get, and he proved to be one last year. Yeah, my other option is Anthony Davis and um, Jeremy Grant. All right, centers. For me, I'm going to say Nikola Jokic, reigning MVP. Say what you want about him being MVP, but we all know that he is consistent. He gets the job done. One of the best passing big men in the league. And the offense is going to continue to roll through him in Denver. Um, in addition to that, I would also say Joel Embiid is another one. But, of course, he his injury history is pretty extensive. So that would be a reason for some trepidation. And bam, out of bio. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to the players with the biggest bust potential, starting at point guard. Where are you going? For me, I'm going to say Kyle Lowry, simply because he is in a new system in Miami. He is a year older. He's always been an older cat, and we just don't know what he's going to look like this upcoming year. Yes, we he has a formidable reputation, but this is a new year on a new team. I'm going to say Ben Simmons. I mean, best case scenario, he plays somewhere else, and he's the Ben Simmons that we all know. Worst case scenario, he doesn't play at all. There's a real possibility that he may even sit out the season if he doesn't get traded. So if I'm if I'm looking at Ben Simmons in fantasy, he's somebody who I would be a little wary about because you don't really know what you're going to get. And then if he does get traded, it's a question of the system. Uh, other candidates for me would be Colin Sexton, another guy who is, it'll be interesting to see how he really fits into what Cleveland is doing, especially because he's another guy who's been talked about getting traded. And then LaMelo Ball, just from having such a good rookie year, sophomore slumps are a real thing. All right, so shooting guard, I'm going to say DeMar DeRozan. I love DeMar DeRozan, but realistically, I think that it's going to be a bit too many miles to feed in Chicago, and I think that that could be something that kind of slows him down. I know he'll probably be playing a three in Chicago, but even still, he's somebody I kind of be wary of just because, especially in these last few years, he hasn't been somebody who's gotten a tremendous amount of points, but even still, those opportunities are going to be even less in Chicago. Um, other candidates be uh, Jalen Green in Houston and then Anthony Edwards. For me, this, I hate to say it because I'm a fan of this man, but I'm going to say Clay Thompson. He's coming back from not one but two devastating injuries in back-to-back years, and we don't know what he's going to look like. And given the fact that he came back from such drastic injuries, that could always be a cause of concern. Or what he's going to look like in the future as a player in this upcoming season. All right, moving on to small forward. Who you got? For me, small forward, this is where I have DeMar DeRozan. Because I know even in San Antonio, he technically was listed as a three. So I'm just riding with that theme here. I think that, like you said, it's a lot of mouths to feed in San Antonio. And... Given the fact that I don't think he's going to have the ball in his hands nearly as much as he used to, and he's not a spot-up shooter, per se, I think that he's going to affect his numbers. 
For me, I'm going to say Chris Middleton. I mean, the Jekyll and Hyde of the NBA. We saw in the playoffs that there would be games when he would absolutely take over and others where he just was not there. And that's a frustrating thing to deal with, having him on your fantasy team, especially if you need the points that you think he's going to give you. Um, in terms of other candidates, my only real one was Michael Porter Jr. He just got the bag, signed a really big contract, but even still, it's going to be an opportunity of can he stay healthy? Um, and if the best ability is availability, if he doesn't have it, he's not going to do you any good. All right, power forward. This is where I see Julius Randle. I think that while he deservingly won uh, most improved player this past season, I think that there's still going to be questions because more eyes are going to be on him to be that great player. Um, he kind of came out of the woodwork last year, and then now all defenses are really going to focus in on him and make him do what he did last year again. And I'm just kind of having questions of if he's going to be able to do that. Honorable mentions being Aaron Gordon in um, – Denver and then Kristaps Porzingis in Dallas, especially because it seems that he's not really meshing that well with Luka. For me, this is where I have Aaron Gordon. I think that he is a – they paid him and like he's a superstar, but he's more so a glorified role player. And I think that he's not going to produce nearly as much as a lot of people might think that he will, given the fact that he got that big of a contract. All right, so – Let's talk center. Where are you going? Center, biggest bus. I am going to say, ooh, this is tough. You want me to go? I'm actually going to say whoever starts at center for the Brooklyn Knicks, simply because they are going to get a lot of, they're not going to get that many touches. They might not even get that many rebounds given the fact that they have KD who's a good rebounder, James Harden who's a good rebounder. I think that they'll just be kind of a big pen type of player to where they kind of just play a role but they don't thrive in their role. I'm going to say Rudy Gobert. I think that – well, not think. It's a fact that he's a much better defensive player than he is offensive player. But I think we've seen time and time again that offenses are being able to – figure him out better to produce better games. And, I mean, if he's not really being that standout defensive player and racking up those blocks and rebounds, then that's that takes away most of his strengths. So I think that that's going to really change this year. Uh, with regards to my other candidates, I'm going to say James Wiseman just because I it's hard being a young player with the Warriors, especially playing a big because it's not like you're going to get too many uh, passes thrown your way. And I'm going to say Jared Allen out of Cleveland just because there are a lot of bigs in uh in wearing a Cavaliers uniform, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. All right, talking sleepers. Uh, point guard, I'm gonna say Lonzo Ball with the Bulls. I think that he found a near perfect situation going up there, and I think that um in Shottown he'll really have opportunity to really expand his game and have a bigger impact. It's a lot of mouths to feed, which can be a problem for shooters, but as a point guard and on a great passer, that only boosts your assist numbers. Uh, other candidates for me will be Seth Curry. And Kimball Walker. Um, I'm also in agreement with you with Lonzo Ball for everything that you stated. Other candidates are John Morant and Mike Conley. All right, shooting guard, who you got? Shooting guard, this is where I have Jalen Brown. I think he he had a good season last year. He was he was even better, but he got hurt. And I think he's a guy that you can put in and he can produce right away. 
All right, for me, I'm going to say Tyler Hero. After having a really solid rookie year, he pretty much fell off the face of the earth his second year, not because he wasn't playing. It just was not to the efficiency or at least to the media attention that it had been before. But I think that this uh, this year will really be a nice uh, opportunity for him to get back in the national spotlight and show why he was one of the best shooters in the league a couple years ago. Um, other candidates for me, I would say Buddy Heald and Karis LeVert. All right, small forward, where you who you got? Small forward, this is where I have Brandon Ingram. I know that over the course of these past couple of years, it's been this tension between who's the go-to guy between him and Zion, but I think that he's a guy that, because, especially in the beginning half of the season, because Zion's coming off of his sleep surgery, I think he's a guy to look into because I think his numbers were skyrocket. You might have a little bit of a plummet once Zion returns from injury. But B.I. is a bucket, so you, he's an option that you can look towards. Uh, I'm going to say Cam Reddish. I think that Cam Reddish is another guy who really made himself some money throughout the playoffs. And even if it's not with the Atlanta Hawks, I think that some team will pick him up and really value him as that uh, – as that small forward, I think that his ability to really make create space and as well as shoot fairly well from three is really going to make him a great player depending on the situation. Other candidates being Kawhi Leonard, I know he's going to miss um, a few months with his uh, recovering from his ACL injury, but once he comes back, we all know Kawhi is a bucket. And I'm going to say Will Barton out of Denver. Pat, for power forward, this is where I'm going to say Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, biggest reason being is I think that um, I think that Jaron Jackson is just a guy who, after last year, who kind of needs to step up a bit. I know that injuries played a role in um, his play, but I still think that with his ability to really uh, step – play well and be a good transitional offensive player. I think that that's going to be something that is not only going to bring Memphis Grizzlies fans excitement, but also fans of what he was able to do at Michigan State. And I think that with this being, what, his fourth year in the league, I think he's grown a lot, and I think that this would be his best chance to show what he can do. Um, Audible mentions being John Collins and Kyle Kuzma. Um, I'm also in agreement with John Jackson Jr. I think for the people that are kind of cautious about him, the injury that Jaren came back from, typically players don't get back to them true selves to two years after their injury. This is going to be the second year of recovery from the injury. He he didn't have to go to rehab this offseason. He primarily focused on working on his game, something that he wasn't able to do this past offseason due to the fact that he was coming off an injury. He looks healthy. He looks stronger. He looks gigantic. I saw him in person at the Memphis Titans game. He's a legit seven-footer. And I think he's um, set to have a great season. Honorable mentions are Pascal Siakam and Kyle Kuzma. All right, so center, who you got? Center, this is where I have Bam out of bio. I think that he's a guy that he has some – he has a he has a lure and attachment to his name, given what he did in the previous years in the playoffs. But I think he's a guy that's constantly improving, and you can always count on him. Um, honorable mentions are Jonas Valanciunas and Precious Achua. Yeah. All right. So. For me, uh, I'm going to say Miles Turner. I think that he's also a guy whose defense really makes him money. But I mean, offensively, he can give you about. 
12 to 14 a game consistently. And I think that with Miles Turner and just his ability to kind of become a bit more well-rounded, I think that that can really help showcase more of his abilities and get him more talked about on the national scale. Um, other candidates being Steven Adams. I know that he's not the shooter that Jonas Valanciunas was, but I think he'll still have a solid role in Memphis. And then I'm actually also going to say Jonas Valanciunas, especially with uh, Zion expected to miss a little bit of time, I think that he'll be able to really flourish in the post. All right, last category. We're talking rookies to watch out for. Starting at point guard, who you got, Ethan? Starting at point guard depends on if they put him here in this position. I am going Kay Cunningham. Yeah, I also have Kay Cunningham, too. I'm not sure if he's going to start. I mean, not start, but if he is going to be point. But if he is, he'd be my option. Shooting guard, I'm going to say a Jalen, but I'm actually not going Jalen Green. I'm more so going to say Jalen Suggs if they end up putting him at the two. Mainly just because the Magic needs shooters. It's safe to say that their offensive efficiency is bad. They really don't have any offensive players who've shown that they can just take over a game. But I think that this could be the opportunity for Jalen Suggs to just prove that he can be that guy and really change that uh, culture. I'm going with the other Jalen. I'm going with Jalen Green. All right, small forward, who you got? I am going with Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody of the Warriors. This one was tough. I'm kind of stuck between two. But I'm going to say Corey Kispert uh, with the Wizards. I mean, he was the best three-point shooter of the draft. And, I mean, the quickest way to boost up fantasy points is by getting somebody who can knock down threes. Washington, we all know Bradley Beal is a man. Spencer Dinwiddie is pretty good, too. But other than that, like, coming off the bench, we don't really know who's going to be that leader. And while Corey Kispert is going to take some time to really get those intangibles down, at the very least, we know he can shoot. So that could be some easy points for you. Power forward was a tough one, but I'm going to say Franz Wagner with the Orlando Magic. I mean, we saw what he was able to do when he was in college at Michigan. I think that he could do some of the same similar things in with the Magic, especially considering, like I said, they're still looking for somebody to really take over and be the guy. For me, I'm going to say Kai Jones of Sacramento. Uh, I don't want to say Sacramento. Oh, my God. Charlotte Hornet. He's an athletic being that can run the floor. Has shown a bit of a shooting touch. I think if you're able to carry him with the mellow ball, you could be in for a lot of excitement. All right. And then for center, who you got? We probably got the same person. Uh, We probably don't. Maybe. But for me, I have Lucas Garza. I'm a, I was a fan of his Iowa. I think he's going to be able to step in and get some production that a lot of people weren't expecting him to get just simply because he's a he's a four-year player, he's already polished, and he's already ready to play. Like, he's shown skills that you need from a big, so I'm going to look it's actually interesting you say Luca because he was definitely my other candidate. But I ended up going the edge and I went with Evan Mobley. I know that they just gave uh, – I know Cleveland just gave Jared Allen a $100 million contract. But even still, I think that you don't bring in Evan Mobley just for him to ride the bench. I think that he's going to find his way onto the court some kind of way. And I think that he's going to probably want to be one of those guys who was able to really produce one of the few big men – um, of this rookie class who was really going to put up big numbers. But I could definitely see Luca Garza doing some things as well. 
But that is our fantasy football guide. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please be sure to check out the xreport.net. I repeat the xreport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours, truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast on our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. Ethan, you got anything you want to add before we close this bad boy out? Okay. I'm going to say go Lakers. I'm still going to get my Russell Westbrook jersey, even though I still don't like the fit. And, um, yeah, go Grizz. I want the Grizzlies to do well. I might have to catch the game when they come to Cleveland. But, all right, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.